the rebel to rehab, we've been headed. Don't mind every hash, I'm teaching the youth. Remember, we was always seeking his face. Running up the charts was never the race. Buy a ticket to the show, and you might get the heaven on it. Boy, we link him with grace. Tripping. No pofos, but the foes stay tipping. Nigga, one day about the lone star flipping. Man, the first lady got our first lady on a playlist. I'm tripping. We too blessed. Handed the load on the set. See what he finna do next. Shawty hit me on my jacket, said jump on the track. I said, run it up, I'm feeling blessed. What up, what up, what's going on today? It's Thursday. Had some te- technical difficulties, but we back. It's the Cush Potato Podcast. This your boy, Daedrian. I'm riding solo today, but today I got a special guest. Shout out to Steven. Uh, I hope all is well. Had to take care of an emergency, so things happen in life, and as they say, the show must go on. So a lot to talk about today, but more importantly, I want to get to my guest. She is a a mother, a wife, a friend, a sister, a daughter, because her her mother's still here, praise God. And yes, she is my beautiful queen, my awesomeness, my better half. It is. Sophia Coleman, how you doing today? Hello, how everybody doing? I'm good. <laughs> uh, I want to point out that I would still be a daughter even if my both parents were no longer with us. I'm just saying. I'm just I'm just talking. I'm just just talking. Uh, so let everybody know where you're originally from. I am from New York. Upstate New York, so not New York City, not the New York for the most part that most of you have only seen on TV, but uh, where I grew up, there were trees and grass and parks, and uh, it wasn't just concrete whatevers. Okay, okay. Shout out to Newburgh. Uh, so, got to tell everybody how we met and give them your version, because if I tell my version, I'm a finesse it. Yeah, it's going to be wrong if we tell your version. <laughs> no, it's not. So, uh, we met online through eHarmony. And um, I actually, I'd, I had a paid account and I was going to cancel my profile, whatever, that week. And when you have a paid account, you can see who viewed your profile so I noticed that a, a certain young man in a football uniform uh, viewed my profile but did not did not speak or anything. So I reached out and I was like, so you just going to look at my pictures and not speak? Yep. Yep. That was all my bait because it got her attention. No, sir. <laughs> no, sir. Um, but yeah, that's how we met. And uh the rest is history. That was almost seven years ago. Mm-hmm. It's the best decision we ever made. She is, again, my better half. Uh, she is my good thing, my favor, all of the above. So tell everybody where you work. Well, I work at this little company called Dress for Success Houston. There are maybe 150 locations worldwide. 
so Houston, the Houston affiliate is definitely one of the largest. Uh, we help women who are in need of professional attire uh, for interviews, job fairs, new employment, and we go beyond just giving them a new, a uh, gently used uh, suit for interviewing. We have workshops and programs and it's like, okay, now that I have this job, what do I do with this new money that I'm making? How do I um, budget? So we have financial literacy classes. We have classes on stress and communication and Microsoft and LinkedIn and just about anything that you can think of that you would need to have those tools to move forward in life. We have a workshop or information to another um, organization that can help. That's what's up. So if you're a woman that's looking for a job, holler at her. Call me. Don't call Tyrone. <laughs> call Sophia. <laughs> so you have a book out. It's called Going Up the Yonder. Going Up Yonder. Ah. Yeah, I heard my struggle. Yes. <laughs> it's called Going Up Yonder. And why don't you tell the people about it? Yeah, so last year I self-published a children's book. It is called Going Up Yonder, the story of going home to be with the Lord. And it is basically the conversation that I had with with Julina, our 14-year-old, Jesus, our 14-year-old child uh, when she was four. So she was confused. We were at our great aunt's funeral and she couldn't understand why everyone was saying how she went home to be with the Lord but she was in that thing up front the casket so that was my explanation that was very easy for her to understand that for you know what we meant by she's home with the Lord and why she wasn't really home with the Lord so the book is a cute quick short story um available on Amazon yeah, get you a book. Twelve ninety nine plus tax. <laughs> get a book, read it to your children. It's very informative and it takes the tension off trying to explain what happens when people die to children. Right. So it's not morbid. It doesn't go into, you know, how the person died or anything like that. It's just truly just explaining in a way that a child would understand what happened. So, this book is out. Is there another book in the works? There may be. There may be another book. I'm working on... What am I working on? YouTube. I have a uh, YouTube channel that I really don't post much on other than cute little videos of our children. Uh, but now I will be talking about my life and the experiences I had, whatever my truth is on what I went through growing up. So starting with being the only girl with five brothers, not knowing that I had five brothers until I was almost 10 or 11. My dad was married uh, previous to marrying my mom and he had two sons with his first wife. And then once he married my mother, while, while, while still married to my stepmom okay 
um, when he married my mom, he had, you know, they had three additional sons and then me. So we will, the video, the YouTube channel will discuss and go over that. That is what's up. And, and everything else, maybe, that I went through up until the military and now. Yeah. I might even get mentioned. Might even get well, a mention or two. get a little mention. So, um, that is awesome. You know. Thanks, babe. Uh, you're welcome, my love. Um, we're actually both going to start telling our truth about what we experienced in our childhoods because we, you know, obviously, you know, everybody done grew up in the best neighborhoods and things like that. And so we're going to be telling our truth. Um, for example, and what I'll actually I'll get back to touch on this. So one question I have for you that we can discuss and then I'm going to let you go. Do healthy relationships include uncomfortable conversations? Absolutely. 100%. You cannot go through life without conflict. And conflict, unfortunately, has a bad rep. People hear the word conflict and they automatically think the worst. Okay. But conflict is necessary. Conflict is something that must happen for there to be change, for there to be some type of progress. Think about um, cleaning out your closet, right? You're making a mess, pulling stuff out of your closet, trying to straighten up them shoes, you know, whatever. But then once you put it in place and figure out where everything goes, it looks great. So that's how I view conflict. It's necessary. So there are conversations that and confrontations that we need to have with each other. If it's a spouse, a friend, a cousin, a sister, a brother, whatever, um, you're not going to agree with everything that that person says or does. You guys can agree on every single thing, but let you put the toilet paper on backwards, then it's a whole issue. So yeah, I truly feel that conflict and uncomfortable conversations are absolutely needed because you don't want to be walking around and somebody got an attitude with you and you don't know why and you ask them and they say nothing i'm good nothing's wrong that's a lie that's like 95 percent of men right and so. i'm in that and i'm in that 95 percent. <laughs> you are you are in that number in that number um but yeah so once you have those uncomfortable conversations hopefully it, as long as the end goal of the conversation is mutual from both people who are talking, uh, hopefully change will happen or a compromise will happen. You're not going to agree, okay? But how can we come to some kind of middle ground to make sure that we don't encounter this moving forward? Yeah. Um, one, actually, it's funny that she mentioned about the whole toilet paper thing. Uh, I remember that was like one of our first arguments. It was not an argument. I mean, not an argument, but it was our first conflict where it was, for her, it's supposed to be a certain way. For me, it don't matter which way it's on as long as it's on and it fulfills its purpose. I even said it um, at church a couple of years ago when we did a, a, a play. I'm like, but I mean, it, it happens. And we have to be able to resolve. And like like she said, it doesn't matter if it's a spouse, even even with a child. You know, our, our teenage daughter is very intelligent. And that's why she challenges me. So she asks questions that I'm not used to her asking. So I have to think about it or I have to pause for the cause. 
and I try to give her the best answer. You're not used to her asking it or you're just not used to getting those type of uh, questions from children? Both of them. <laughs> uh, so, and, and and that's why I said, like, children are going to ask questions. They're going to be curious as to why we do this or why does this happen and all of that. Also, um, you know, with parents, um, you know, friends, you know, when you're developing relationships, you like like you said, you're never gonna agree on everything. I got a friend of mine who we agree, who we agree on just about everything, but the one thing we don't agree on is like who's the better singer out of Usher and Brian McKnight. And not not saying that we was gonna fight over it, but we was like I was like Brian McKnight was like he been in the game long enough. Uh, just because someone's been in the game longer does not mean they are better. Brian McKnight is better. Look at Beyonce and almost any other fantastic singer who came after her. Case closed. Yeah, but I'm not. No. I'm not debating. Right. Your viewpoint is Brian McKnight. Artistically, vocally, is a better singer than Usher. So whoever but, that friend was, and I love Usher, y'all. I love Usher. But 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 dancing, yeah, they're not on the same level. No, Brian McKnight needs to just sit and sing and or play the guitar. That's it. But yeah, just because they've been in it longer, don't mean they better. It just means they got that shot a little earlier than the other. Well, he's older too. So, all right. So, thank you, my love, for doing this interview. I'm not kicking you out, man. I mean, unless you want to say for well. Unless you want to stay for the rest of these topics. Yeah, let's go. Let's okay. Do it. All right. Shoot. She's going to stay for the for the show. All right. You're not going to be by yourself. Hey, <laughs> glory. All right. First off, rest in peace to DMX. Arr, arr, uh, so my dogs in them. Know what I'm saying? Arr, arr. <laughs> Gone too soon. Um. So, since you're here and you're staying, uh, uh-huh, uh-huh. what is your favorite song and movie of DMX? My favorite movie that DMX was in Correct. is Romeo Must Die. However, that's because of Leah, okay? But uh, the favorite movie that he starred in has to be Cradle to the Grave. Yes. I really enjoyed all the movies that he was in, actually. Um, but, yeah. See, great minds think alike. Um, favorite song, I really don't have a favorite DMX song, although I did like his music growing up. Um, once Eve was introduced, I was like, DMX who? Rough Riders. <laughs> so for me, like I said, the movie for me had to be Craven to the Grave. Favorite song, it's a toss-up between X Gonna Give It To You and What They Really Want From A Brother. Only because he named like a million women, and and imagine like in high, I was in high school when that song came out, trying to name all of those women, trying to keep up. It was it was rough. Forty two. I didn't realize it was forty two women's names that he said. And my man right here, yes, my man, <coughs> he knows <coughs> all of these names. Not reading it off of the paper. He he. I've yeah. heard I've heard the song more than forty two times. Speaking of forty two, today is Jackie Robinson Day. Hey, J Rob. I wanted to say that to get it out the way because you know we keep making Black History because we are Black History mm, every day. Every day, 
Um, today marks his first day playing in the major leagues with the the Dodgers. They were Brooklyn oh, at the time. So all the teams are gonna wear forty two, huh? Yes. They do that every year. Every year. Huh. Did you know that I knew that? No, I did not. <laughs> That's a very interesting point. <laughs> so, you know, and by the way, when June 2nd or June 3rd, when they do the Lou Gehrig, I'm probably not going to watch baseball that day. There. Only because they represent for ALS and no, not with that. ALS is a disease. I know. They call it the Lou Gehrig's disease. Because that's what he had. Yes, he had to. He had his own disease. Yes. So why aren't you? With I'm. It? I, I'm not with it because he. And I'm saying it. And this is this is my perspective. I, well, I, that's all I'm asking. You're the only one here. So, from my perspective, you know, he played in a time where obviously blacks weren't allowed to play, and so he get on the microphone and say what he said about his disease and things like that, which is fine. I have an issue with that. But why are we celebrating somebody when all he did was play baseball against people who look like him? He didn't go against any real competition. Hmm. So, that's that. But I don't think that they're celebrating that. I think it's more of an awareness of the disease because you can die from it. Right. They had a whole ice bucket challenge a couple of years ago. I did it. I did not. You were there. You I recorded know. me. I know. After I learned more about it was when I stopped. But, like, I'm going to stop. Well, I did it because I knew someone personally who almost died from ALS, which is why I did it. Because it was supposed to bring... Um, it was supposed to bring... What is the word I'm trying to think of? Awareness to the cause. It wasn't to, you know, talk about Lou Gehrig, but... It was supposed to bring awareness to this disease that a lot of people didn't know about. I didn't know about it until my friend's dad almost died from it. And he's still in recovery years and years later. So, yeah. Moving forward. So, another black man's gunned down mm. in Minnesota. Um, My question is, when is it all going to end? Now, me and my wife, we talked about it this morning, actually. When she was on her way to work and I was on my way from work. Well, actually, I think I was home then. And, you know, not saying that we were both straddling the fence on what happened. Um, it's very unfortunate that another young man lost his life. And I mentioned to her a different perspective of the fact that they acted real quick as far as arresting the police officer that killed Dante Wright. And... My question, I mean, not my question, but my thing was, like, just like they acted, acted fast with this white woman, why don't they do the same thing for these white men? And my response was they needed someone to make an example out of. So, yes, the young man that died, you said his name is what? Dante Wright. Dante Wright. So, Dante Wright, this is a very unpopular opinion, but he was resisting arrest, okay? For whatever the reason was that he was pulled over. It was um, a warrant. He had a warrant for his arrest. Right. So, although she screamed taser and air quotes mistakenly pulled her gun and shot him, um, which was wrong, for sure, 100% wrong. Um, even when she was trying to 
subdue him or stop him. He drove off. So he was in the wrong. Unfortunately, he lost his life because she overreacted. She did not keep her cool in a situation in front of new recruits in front of newly she was training the people that she talked to she was like oh shoot I shot him uh those were people that she was training according to uh many news reports that I read on it and the mayor of where is it Brooklyn Center yeah Brooklyn Center black man uh he's like she needs to lose her job she was out of line so it's unfortunate that our people keep losing their lives I saw a quick little video of what's his name from the daily show african oh trevor noah trevor noah that's my guy that's <laughs> he my best said friend. it's not that we're dealing with a lot of rotten apples the tree is rotten and i was like yo that's that, deep. that tree is rotten so you have some good fruit but you know when you have a rotten tree you more than likely will have majority rotten fruit unfortunately so it's it's sad yeah, it's very unfortunate. Again, like I said, we don't ever want to see anyone lose their life. And Never. all I keep hearing is that, well, he should have complied. He should have complied. Um, what happened? I, I agree with the he should have complied part. Right. But it also comes to, like, what happens when we do comply? Like, Philando Castile. Um, who, I'm trying to think of others. What about that white boy that um, got taken to Burger King oh, after Dylan shooting Roof. up the church? Yeah, Dylan that was Roof. the one, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. They treated him so very, very well. Mm-hmm. They walked him out. Mm-hmm. Um, but we don't get that treatment because they they only fear us, which is crazy because they are trained to keep their their composure and to stay calm in high intense situations. Your regular uh Joe Schmoe's civilian carry guns on them. Right. Walk around and throw you like, hey, wait, come on, calm down. Don't don't do this. Hey, hey, wait. The the calm police down. officers are the ones who are afraid, but what about the people that y'all are sworn to protect? And I have my cousin is a detective in New York, and I know that not all police officers are bad. However, uh, for the ones that are, uh, that's what we see. We don't necessarily support the Black Lives Matters movement. However, we do support the fact that our lives matter. Um, we don't want... I don't know. I'm just stopped because I don't get irritated. Yeah. Please don't get irritated. Um, but it's like like she was trying to say, like, although we don't support the Black Lives Matter movement, we still support black lives that matter because yes, we know all lives matter. Yes, right? all of them matter. But oh but if your if let's say for instance, our house is on fire and our neighbor's house is not and we're doing we can to put it out and they come and say, But what about my house? Pause. Just pause. Think about what you're saying. And unless you're going to help, and this is always my saying, when there's an accident on the freeway or wherever, and people slow down and look and see what's going on, if you're not going to help, keep driving. It's not your business. 
oh, I want to see who who might be over there. Mm-mm, ain't my business. Every time I see an accident, I, as soon as I get a chance to drive through, I'm going to drive through. I'm not slowing down to see what happened or anything like that. I'm going on about my business. So, in Virginia, police threatened and pepper sprays an army lieutenant. But yet, the whites and orange, a.k.a. the artist formerly known as 45, still mad for Kaepernick for kneeling. So, if y'all are mad at Kaepernick for kneeling and saying that he disrespecting the troops, he disrespecting the flag, he doing this and doing that, but a police officer, which tells this army lieutenant, you 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 should be you should be uh scared for your life when you see me. Is 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 that is that who we want protecting and serving us? I think not. I wonder how many veterans they asked if they were offended by the kneeling. None, because we are both veterans, okay? And it he him kneeling wasn't burning the flag he wasn't throwing up his middle finger at the flag or whatever um he was just taking a knee because he had to bring attention to how awful black people had been treated for nothing little boys playing in their front yard getting gunned down so there comes a point where you have to use your status, your celebrity status, to make a point. And that's what he was doing. Yeah. So actually what happened was um, he was sitting down doing the national anthem and an army beret by the name of Nate Boyer uh, asked, asked him to, you know, instead of sitting, can you do something different? Kaepernick was like, are you okay with me taking a knee? He said, yeah, that's fine. So Kaepernick took a knee. Because he listened to understand, not listen to react or respond mm-hmm. in a way that that made it seem like it was negative. So by him taking the knee, bringing awareness, bringing attention to what was going on. And then when he was asked, he was, you know, he explained to them he's tired of the racial injustice between black and brown people. Didn't say anything about the flag. Didn't say anything about disrespecting the troops. It's just colonizers want to make it about something that is not and then when stuff like this happens a police officer pepper spraying an army lieutenant who's active duty by the way does this gets mighty quiet because they're looking at well why did he get pulled over does it matter why he got pulled over but we 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 need this we need this information i'm sorry my name not molly karam i don't need the information i just need to see the video as to why why was he getting pepper sprayed? Well, we do need to know why he was pu- being pulled over because in instances like that, those situations, these people were not being pulled over for nothing. Right? The police are doing their job. He got pulled over for whatever, and then when they ran his license, they realized he had a warrant. He was running because he didn't want to get caught up. For the warrant that he had, or talking about the army lieutenant, not the uh, I'm sorry, the army lieutenant. Why was he pulled over? Uh, it I didn't find out exactly what happened, that's why he got pulled over. But you know, from what I seen from the video, like he barely had his window down Mm -hmm. because and you know, he had his everything like Mm -hmm. we we don't know why he got pulled over. 
It, it, it hasn't been specified yet. It might it might be worth it to find out, but um, the acts, the um, the way that it was handled after being pulled over was again another police officer not doing what they were trained to do. Which is to protect and serve. Because but. he wasn't resisting. He wasn't, you know, making threatening gestures towards whomever. Right. So, it's very unfortunate, again. And, you know, just trying to figure out when is this all going to end. So, Reach Records. Um, that's uh, Lecrae uh, app, uh, label. Gospel, gospel rapper. Yeah. Um, their first lady, by the name of One Day, is is on the playlist of the first lady, Michelle Obama. I got to say the because she represented, you know, all black girls. They're not saying that they're limited to just being a first lady of of America, but you know, she represents a lot of black women, black black women empowerment, black girl magic. Um, on her playlist, and of course, you know, there's always hate. Uh, people were mentioning that Michelle Obama's a part of the Illuminati, just just saying stuff negatively. And you it, said the Illuminati. Illuminati. Okay. I know I'm I'm country. <laughs> <sighs> so just a little bit, babe. So. It's always going to be something like they, they're looking for a reason to d d diminish the Obamas. Eight years this man was in office. No scandals, no side chicks, no baby mama drama. The only thing you could find on this dude that he was smoking cigarettes and like in his first couple of weeks. And, and he might have had some marijuana back in the day. But, you know, we, we look for something in blacks, but then here it is, 45 coming there and oh he's great for America. Let's make America great again. Nope. Nope. So back to Michelle. Yes. She's part of the Illuminati why? Like how I, did I don't know. People speaking blasphemous. Mm hmm They they I think a lot of times when people make comments, especially on Facebook, they, they're looking for a reaction out of people. To say that, you know, see, all black people are bad. Mm, we not. But that can be also the same thing said that all white people aren't bad. Well, I know that they're not all bad. This is, a, you know, but it's it's the ones that are that we try to, we're not saying we, but a lot of people try to justify in them doing in their actions like, like just yesterday, um, I don't know if he's still in the military or not, but an army ranger or army person was harassing a boy that lives in the same neighborhood as him and telling him to get out. But, oh, so you want to harass little boys? Tell me why the whole black community showed up at this man's front door. He didn't want to come out his, he didn't want to come out his house after that. Who's like, yeah, pick on somebody your own size. They, they, they didn't want. He didn't want them problems after that. Of course not. So, 
Um, so I want to talk about this with my wife as well, since I have her here. So I figured out why Draymond Green received backlash from Megan Rapinoe. So he made the comment about, you know, Megan Rapinoe, as well as other female athletes, have came out and said they want more pay or equal pay as it pertains to the, to the men constituents. Did I say that right? To, to their male counterparts. That's better. All right. <laughs> This is my uh my my grammar checker. She's everything to me, y'all. So he came out and said that women should stop complaining, not in the sense that they're complaining like nagging, complaining, but instead of complaining or instead of talking about it, let's do something to move the needle. But that's not what he said. Correct. So and that's why it was initial. It was an issue initially. Right. And so, like, for people in Texas who, well, for people who are not from Texas, they come to Texas, they need someone to interpret what they're saying. You need a Draymond Green interpreter to understand. I, I surely need a Daydream Coleman interpreter some days. Look no further, son, you found him. <laughs> How much time you got? So, after the backlash and after he corrected what he was trying to say, you know, he's he is for, you know, women getting more pay, as well as they should. Like, I've said for the longest, women women's soccer should get paid twice as much as what the men get paid, because they're putting a better product out. Like, the men, I think the 23 and up, if I'm not mistaken, not even going to the Olympics, because they fail to qualify. But yet the women... They're they going to be there. They're going to be there. They're going to probably be playing in a, for the gold medal, more than likely. <clears throat> so, God, I have two final thoughts. We're not, I'm not going to be before you long. That's what most preachers say when, when, when you're in church. I'm not going to be before you long. And then two hours later, they're talking about he died. <laughs> anyway, so... <laughs> My first final thought is, when will we start labeling these whites as the real terrorist threats and not the ones that, that are foreign? Wait, why do you keep saying these whites? Because you want you want me to run off the list of names where they're not labeled as terrorists. They just had they just had a bad mental breakdown and things like that. No, that's not what I'm asking. Oh, wh why do I keep calling them whites? Yes. You want me to say colonizers? I don't know. <laughs> want me to say my Caucasian counterparts? Sure. Um, Let's go with that. Okay. From the Caucasus Mountain. Yes. <laughs> Caucasoids. Yes. Um, when will we start labeling these Caucasians as the real terrorist threats and not giving them, giving them a pass or giving them an excuse as to why they did what they did. You know which one is my favorite excuse for why they did what they did and not, you know, labeled a terrorist? What's the, there's been a few, the ones who are so rich, they just have that affluent, yeah, whatever the term is. I'm like, so they have so much money, they just can't help but to... Do stupid stuff. Kill a bunch of black people or chop them up and eat them or whatever. Yeah. These are terroristic acts. Also, speaking of which, I'm glad you mentioned that. So, there's a 
high school in Texas that the the Caucasian teenagers have an auction trying to sell blacks. Excuse me, what? Anywhere between twenty to a hundred dollars. This is your state. Yes. <laughs> Hold my beer. And I'm like, so it's it's not only being taught, I mean it's not only still happening, but it's being taught to your children as to say that, you know This is okay. And it's not. Because mm. let me be the first to tell you, we, as in me and my wife, are not our ancestors. Listen, not even close. So, if, as, because well, now we have our oldest daughter, if she has to deal with anything like that, please believe. It ain't going to be pretty for that child or children. They better hope you get there first, because... <laughs> Because all I got to do is be like, babe, you handle it. And then after that, that's it. <laughs> you on your own. No. And <laughs> he'd be doing a whole lot of apologizing on my behalf. Not, 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 not I could get out of line. No, not when it comes to our children. No, I'm not going to apologize for that. If your child wants to be stupid, we can be stupid too. Because I goes off. I'm, we we are for the smoke, all of it. So this last one, and we gonna get out of here. Um, I don't know how many wrestling fans are out there. My brother. Um, but it for me it was, and I'm a now I'm a. Did you watch WrestleMania? Let me get to it. I'm about to get to that. Sorry. Uh, so you good, boo? I still love you, girl. <laughs> so, um, Sunday night was WrestleMania 37, and ever since the Undertaker loss at WrestleMania 30, I haven't been watching. I've been a been a fair weather watcher of wrestling, but I watched this match, and I honestly, I usually never watch the women matches. Like nothing against the women wrestling. It's just for me, I can't watch it. But I want to watch this one in particular because you have two black women wrestling at a main event at WrestleMania. Never before done, never before seen, never before it happened. And they're fighting for the, the women's championship belt or whatever. And I kid you not, the emotion when the bell rung to see them both in the ring together moved me in a way to it was like, oh my gosh, this is so exciting. Like, Two black women, because I love my black women. I support anything that black women do, as long as it's positive, as long as it's I was legal. I say most of what they do. <laughs> yeah. You know, I'm I'm not supporting the WAP or anything like that. Mm-mm, unless it's but, worship and praise. Hey, glory. <laughs> Won't he do it? Yes, yes he, he will. Is. But I'm 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 very proud that the WWE brought that to the fold because you don't see, uh, you know, a lot of, I'm not going to say you don't see a lot of positivity in black women, but for that match to happen the way that it did at WrestleMania blew my mind to where I, I like, I, I almost cried a little bit because I was, I was emotional with them. Not even going to lie. I'm going to be honest. I, I, I had my, I had my Randall tears coming. Them thugs, them <laughs> thug tears. 
I had, I had my Randall tears coming. Y'all know who Randall is. Watch This Is Us. I'm not crying. My eyes are sweating. What? Right. So, and I watched the match, and it was a great match. And Bianca Belair won. I was just like, oh, man, this is exciting. So, I haven't watched part two because it was a two-nighter. But I'm definitely going to watch, definitely going to watch the second night at some point. <laughs> so. When you're not exhausted. Correct. So, this has been a treat. I have my first lady. Did I do all right? You did great. Yay. Like, it's like, this is a natural thing for us. Yes. Well, you know. We, we've been in the game long enough. A little bit. You know, bit. been at this thing seven years, so. And so, again, like, I'll, like I've always said, I don't own rights to any of the music that I play. So, the music you heard today was Blessed Up Remix by One Day, featuring Lecrae and my other best friend, Mike Teasy, a.k.a. Michael Tide. The pastor. The pastor of Transformation Church. Anyway. This your boy Daydrin and my lovely wife. So yeah. And until next time, we are signing out. Later. Peace. <laughs>